The dream. The dream. Where is your dream? Have you allowed life to steal your dream? Have you allowed people to steal your dream, to crush your dream, to break your dream? If they break your dream, they'll break you. Never allow life to steal your dream. Find it. Find it. Welcome to the One Broken Cog Podcast. Join John and Brian as they share small adjustments that lead to major impacts. One Broken Cog Podcast. Your talent determines what you can do. Your motivation determines how much you're willing to do. Your attitude determines how well you do it. That quote's from Lou Holtz, former football player, coach, and analyst, who also said, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond to it. And that leads me to my guest today, who had a dream of playing in the NFL, but was surrounded by doubters and detractors at every turn. He was voted most likely to fail. He was told, you'll never make it. You're not strong enough. You're not quick enough. You play college football, but you aren't even starting. But he would not be deterred. And he spoke his dream. He connected with his dream. And when he faced insurmountable adversity, he turned to his biggest supporter, his mother, who taught him how to fight. She taught him how to war. She taught him how to win. And his mom taught him to never give up. So he dug deep and he manifested his dream and ultimately proved all the doubters wrong by making it to the NFL. And now he's on a mission to motivate others to pursue their dreams maximize their potential and produce real and lasting results and he's none other than Mr. Sean Harper. Now to give you some background on Sean, Sean is a former NFL offensive lineman who played a total of seven seasons with the Rams, the Oilers, the Colts, and NFL Europe. Since 2004 he's owned and operates American Services and Protection, a multi-million dollar security services firm headquartered in Columbus, Ohio. Now his journey from the grit and sweat of the NFL locker room to corporate culture of the boardroom proved that he could win in both worlds by using many of the same principles and strategies. Now, as a powerful, nationally recognized motivational speaker, Sean has inspired countless individuals and corporations such as Dow Chemical, Northwest Mutual, Beachbody, and Goodwill Industries to maximize their resources, harness their potential, and manifest their vision, growth, and reproduction in the areas of leadership, capacity, teamwork, adversity, and communications. Now, Sean understands that on the journey to victory, Obstacles will arise and challenges will push back, but he believes that a setback is just a setup for a comeback. And he shares the concepts that catapulted him to the forefront in his book, The Winning Edge, Eight Principles That Will Bring Out the Winner in You, available on Amazon.com. Sean, it's great to have you on the show. Welcome to the One Broken Cog Podcast. Uh, Thank you so much. And let me tell you something. That was probably one of the best intros I have ever heard. That was just phenomenal. In fact, I'm glad this is going to be a podcast because I'm going to like capture that and uh, we're going to have to put that in the file somewhere. Oh yeah. Man, you inspired me, Sean. I'll tell you, I was so excited to have you. Last night, you know, I had something prepared and I thought, man, it deserves such more than this. And I was so inspired. My fingers went and I just, it came out and it almost moved me to tears doing it. I read it. I'm like, my God, I'm getting goosebumps reading this thing. It's unbelievable. So you deserve it, sir. It's so great to have you. No, thank you so much, and let's win. And I hope that's, that this information leads – well, I'm not going to hope. I'm speaking that this information will lead to transformation in people's lives today. You know, I, I believe that it will. You know, we're in another transition period. Just when we thought we were out, you know, this whole pandemic, we're being pulled back in. You know, lockdown is imminent, and it's okay because we can take these downtimes and turn them into something great like you have done. And I must say, to start this out, 
Sean, I have the utmost respect for professional athletes like yourself. I mean, obviously, you have to balance peak physical fitness, mental sharpness, and laser focus to achieve success and to keep your spot because it's extremely difficult to make it to the pros, but it's even more difficult to stay there. I mean, you were in the NFL for seven seasons, which is an amazing accomplishment. When did you know you wanted to pursue professional football? When was the seed planted for your dream? You know what? I always had this dream when I was a kid. You know, one day of playing, when I, like I grew up as a diehard uh, Dallas Cowboy fan uh, until they fired Tom Landry, which turned my heart. That was many moons ago. But I tell you what, uh, it was just always in the back of my mind. And it was funny because it was as if, you know, um, uh, football, I found football at the professional level, but it also found me and we kind of merged and it was like a courtship and marriage all wrapped up in one. And uh, it has been an absolute blast. Uh, I didn't play as long as I want to or wanted to. Most athletes don't, but I'm able, uh, you know, I was able to extract some life lessons uh, tactics and strategies, concepts and laws that I've been able to implement in other situations and circumstances. And I have been able to create wins. That's amazing. I love that. Along your journey, how many people supported you and how many people doubted you? Well, you know what? Wow. Uh, it was, I could probably count on one hand and, and not including my thumb, the people who actually supported me. It was, it was really sad, but you know what? I don't fault them because most people, uh, see to believe visionaries and world changers believe to see, and it takes a really king and special gift to be able to see the king and the kid to see past the flaws and see past the problems and to be able to focus on the potential. Uh, that's a gift and very few people have it. That allowed me to walk in forgiveness and to forgive a lot of the naysayers and doubters along the way. I love that. That's, that's amazing. Tell me about the process of being drafted. How stressful was it? Uh, were you worried that day that you weren't going to make it, or were you completely locked in and knew that uh, destiny was calling and you were about to make it to the NFL? You know what? Um, you know, I had a great agent and he had projected me, you know, somewhere in in the mid rounds. And so, of course, I'm not getting excited for the first and second rounders. But then I was, you know, the third pick on, you know, I started getting antsy and I could remember uh, sitting uh, at my office, actually not my office, I'm sorry, sitting in my dorm room uh, with a friend of mine uh, from, from Columbus, which is my hometown. And the phone rung and, uh, you know, it, it was a very simple call. It was like, we're taking you. Are you ready? I'm like, I'm ready. And then they went to the podium. And once that happened, I turned off the TV and then I went to Red Lobster and just to celebrate, you know, I kept it real <laughs> simple. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it was a very humble process, low key. Uh, in hindsight, it's probably one of the uh, greatest transformational moments of my life. That is unbelievable. I can only imagine how awesome that must have felt. How was it along the way? Did you have any mentors and influences that kind of helped you throughout your career when you first uh, were drafted? Yeah. Um, a friend of mine, well, it's not a friend of mine. It's a mentor. And so I have to make that distinction because, you know, a good, you know, mentor is not your friend. Okay. Because that individual is going to, you know, put a slack out, you know, you know, he's right. going to get on you. He's going to get through you. But, um, his, his name was Jackie Slater and Jackie played like 20 years in the NFL. 
And I promise you, you know, just it's not what was taught. It was what's caught. And I would catch so many valuable life lessons like Jackie. Now, this was at its like 16th or you know, 16th, 17th year playing professional football. Practice was started at 345. He would go outside at 330. And he would go through his drills and he would go through his techniques and strategies. And the reason why I know this is because he made the rookies go out there with him to hold the bags and he would go through his drills. And I'm like, this is amazing. He would go through his drills. And then after practice, he would stay after maybe five or 10 minutes. And it was, you know, and just, just understanding that law of the 212 and the law of the 212 says is that water is water at 211 degrees. At 212 degrees, water boils. And so I challenged people, and I learned it from him, playing 20 years, all pro. What is your 212, and how do you get there? I love that. That's so, so great. Now, along your journey, did you face any adversity? Was there any obstacles you had to overcome? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Obstacles. You know, what's so funny is that people have this night and day relationship with um, winning and obstacles, success and pitfalls. But really, it's the same sky. It's just a different side of the same coin. You have to have obstacles in your life. You have to have adversity in your life. Adversity can break you, but if you use the energy right, it can make you a record breaker. The difference is perspective. Most people tend to focus on what they're going through. Winners look to what and where they're going to. And you can use the energy from the obstacle to propel you. You have to have obstacles. And I had a ton of them. You know, I, I don't know if you mentioned, well, yeah, uh, having the, you know, documented with four to five learning disabilities, kicked out of, you know, several schools because of disciplinary issues, leaving high school with a 1.62 accumulative GPA. I played professional football and I barely started in high school. I wasn't even an honorable mention all conference. You know, I stuttered. Check it out. I stuttered my, I stuttered my entire life up until, well, you know what? Every once in a while, I still stutter. But uh, in fact, when I was in school, they would ask me questions so that I would stutter and then they would laugh. They would get their entertainment. I was their entertainment bot uh, for the lack of a better phrase, you know, and it was hard. But listen to this. Do you focus on the problem or do you focus on the possibility? That is the secret. What are you focusing on, the problem or the possibility? You know, it's it's so amazing, Sean, that your your story. I mean, it's it's so inspirational. What you know, you at one point you were at the verge of quitting. I mean, anybody would. I mean, you were made fun of. You were bullied. You had learning disabilities. You were constantly told that you would never make it. You wouldn't amount to anything. What was that one thing, or maybe a few things, that kept you focused? That harnessed your resolve to keep on forging forward. So, so let me give credit where credit is due. First and foremost, of course, my God, I'm a deeply spiritual man, you know, but my mother, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just, my mom was such a strong woman and it's a strong woman. And sometimes in my darkest moments, you know, I would hear her encouragement. I would hear her words. And this is a quote that she would always say. She said, you know, God told me that one day you will be a household name. She told me this when I was like in the third and fourth grade. To have somebody like that in your corner to push you, 
it is it is it is so 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 important so important is that uh, you ever notice you know athletes they have groupies you know why do we have groupies when we have groupies because they play a very important role they keep our focused or keep us focused on greatness and and and, and opportunity instead of obstacles yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, I know that the confidence is formed early on and your mother instilled that in you and that really helped you. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think is the greatest learning or some of the knowledge you took from your football career and transitioning into your next life as a motivational speaker and a business owner? Um, there's always a way to win. There's always, no, let me back up for a second. Is that life is a game. And if life is a game, you played a game to win. That's it right there. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's that I was able to take the concept of win-lose in sports and apply it to life. And it's like, you know what? This is all a game. And if this is the game, it's not about success. Success is a man-made construct. There's no such thing as success. How are you going to define? Think about it. When you step on the court of success, someone has defined what your success is. And now you're playing by their rules. Winning is different. Winning is the fullest expression of who you are physically, mentally, socially, emotionally, and most importantly, legacy. That's the win. Okay. So now that's what I'm shooting for. And my decisions, I base how is it going to affect the those areas of my life. It's not about success, because you know, I can have two million dollars in Columbus, Ohio, and you know, you know, hey, I'm doing okay. You take that same two million dollars and you go to Manhattan and you try to get an apartment there, <laughs> you know, or you take that same $2 million and you go to Dubai, there's an issue. This is why so many people are always struggling and trying to become. They spend all their energy trying to become because they're chasing the success game and not the win game. That is one of the things I've learned, one of the greatest lessons I've learned playing in the in the NFL, this is all a game and transferring that to life now. Wow. You know, it's just, I'm looking at everything, win or lose and finding wins and manufacturing wins and looking for wins. So let me give you a real crude example. So someone would say, well, you know, person A only makes $80,000 a year and they were a school teacher they had a somewhat successful life, you know? No, they had a very successful life. He or she was a family person. Their kids are, are, are extremely, um, you know, blessed and prosperous. And then the win is the legacy. They taught thousands of students and there's engineers, doctors, lawyers, world changers, presidents, CEOs, CFOs, all came from their teachings. That is a win. Now, when you calculate it like that, money might not be all that. Prestige might not be all that. Likes on the internet, who, you know, doesn't really count. That is so profound, Sean. I must say it's, it's, and we need to hear that. We need to hear that for sure. Now, before we transition into your career as a businessman and a motivational speaker from pro football, I got to ask you, you played for a few teams in Europe. Who had the hottest cheerleaders of all the teams you played for? Well, I can't answer that question. That question I can't answer as a married man. I'm focused right now. I don't even want <laughs> to go. Ball. I don't even want to go. I don't even want to put that out there right now. <laughs> well, I'll just say this. I'll just say this. Okay, I played the Rams, 
Houston, not the whole season, but Houston, the Colts. But I also played over in Europe. I played in the NFL Europe. And I'll just leave it there. Man, I tell you, as a little boy, I remember going to these car shows with my dad. And one year they had the Raiderettes there, you know, and I get this big, it's one of those uh, signed posters of all of them. Man, I must have stared at that every night for a year. It was unbelievable. But uh, along those lines, you know, you watch that, that uh, documentary, The Last Dance with Michael Jordan. He talks about the fact that he locked himself in a hotel room because all the players were tempting him and they were all involved in so much debauchery. Was it tough being a man of faith with all that temptation around you? Yes. Uh, now, what, what a lot of people don't understand is that there are a lot of men of faith playing professional sports. And I'll just say men and women because, you know, they're and, and, and um, because when you take an athlete, think about this, and you give them three or four million dollars a year and they have, and, you know, they have access to anything and everything that they want. Right. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know what? three, four o'clock in the morning, you know, they're just laying there looking up at the ceiling. Like I have all of this. Why am I still thirsty? Why am I still crying? Why am I still empty? Wow. You know what? So I don't need to be filled. I need to be fulfilled and I need something else. There's, there has to be something else. And then guess what? Now you turn in, you know, to your spiritual, because at the end of the day, you know, what we're really looking for is meaning and purpose and belonging. That's what we're looking for. I mean, I spent, I was up this morning, man, like three, four o'clock in the morning, you know, and um, I was like, everything that I want, imagine that I have it. And then I would do it. And then it's like, okay, so now what do you want? And I went all the way through, well, I want to be happy, you know? Well, yeah, okay, I'm happy. Now what do you want? And he just came all the way out and deducted reasoning came all the way out to, I want to have meaning. That's it. And that's what it's all about. The world in the, in the guises of success has told you that money, fame, and fortune will make you happy. And that is the biggest lie of all. Yeah, no, it really is. It really is. Now, Sean, after football, you went on to own and operate American Services and Protection in Ohio. What do you think led you to such early success in business? And was it difficult adapting to being a business owner coming out of pro football? It's extremely, it's extremely difficult. If you look at the stats, a lot of professional athletes don't make that transition well. And I can understand because when I first got it, you know, you know, I'm in business and I'm used to a certain mindset, used to a certain temperament, like, let's go drive, win, ah, rah, we're going to take over. The <laughs> and you're like, I don't understand. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't understand that concept. I don't understand your mentality right now. It's production. Let's go, let's go, let's drive. And so I really had to, you know, take a step back and understand people. And I'm going to tell you something right now. If you want to win in life, if you really want to win in life, you have to understand people and how to motivate people and how to encourage and build people up. That's the secret to the game is how do you manage people and how do you manage uh, problems? Um, that, if you can understand that, you will win. I love it. I love it. What do you think are some of, and you don't have to say all of them, of course, but just some principles and strategies that carried over from the gridiron to the boardroom that helped you become successful? Well, well, number one, there's always a way to win. Okay. And 
one of the biggest ones though is persistence through resistance okay you have to have resistance resistance is what's needed and is what's used to catapult you to success resistance is like a slingshot when you load it all the way back and then you let it go unfortunately we run from resistance we don't recognize resistance we look at resistance as a bad thing. We look at setbacks as a bad thing. No, it's a part of the formula. You have to have it. It's, it's one of the same. You have to, and it's a dance. And if you don't understand that, you'll come up against resistance in your fold. Do you realize, according to Google, the average millionaire has filed for bankruptcy 3.5 times? Wow. They understand that persistence through resistance you have to play the game and you have to fight. It's sort of like a team that's down 38 to zero in the third quarter, but they keep playing. They keep playing like the, you have to. They're programmed. And that's what I've learned is that you can wear, you can wear um, um, adversity down. Better yet, you can take power from adversity by pushing against it. I did a post about that with COVID. I'm like, you know, um, everyone is like, well, you know, I'm just, you know, I don't want to dress up. I don't want to, you know, work. I'm, you know, I'm, no, 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 no. You can't do that. You got to push against it. And the, and the stronger you push against it, the stronger, you know, the harder you push against it, the stronger you become to the point that when all this is over, you're going to walk out like, wham, you're going to be on third base. Everyone's up the bat, but you're already on third base. Why? Because you was in the weight room pushing against the adversity. I love it. That's true. Now, Sean, you have become a motivational speaker, and you have inspired so many people across the globe. When was the decision made to become a motivational speaker, and how did you start that career? Okay, so that actually chose me. Um, I remember when I was a kid, I was a kid and, you know, I was speaking, you know, in front of Bible school and at church, you know, they have like the kids come up and give a lesson and I'm speaking. And one older man said, that young man's going to be a preacher one day. Now, you know, I never, I never let that go. Right. Then when it really crystallized is that I was, uh, I was at my alma mater, Indiana University. Hey, and I'm in sociology class and I'm speaking. And, then, and when I walk out and I'm walking across the yard, this young lady comes up to me out the blue. She's in class with me. She said, Sean, I said, she said, can I talk to you? I said, sure. She said, do you notice how everyone looks at you when you talk? I said, no. She said, pay attention next time. And I paid attention. I was like, wow, there's something there. I'm speaking and everyone's looking down my throat. <laughs> I said, well, wait a second. Now check it out. I go to the NFL and then on the off season, they have speakers, you know, from the players would go speak. And I always signed up. And now I'm thinking that once I retired that the opportunities would go away, but they just kept compounding. And, and that kind of, you know, that was the trajectory ever since. It was almost as if I didn't find football, football. I mean, I didn't find speaking, speaking found me. That is wonderful. Just kind of fell into your lap. You ran with it and you've been doing so well. I know you recently spoke with North Carolina or right? how did that go? Yeah, well, I uh, actually went down to Texas. And I oh, Texas, that's it. Okay. Yeah. And so I was speaking 
for a national speaker. You know, she's like, you know what? I'm tired of talking here. I want this guy to speak and he's here. And it was a virtual event. Her name is Danny Johnson. So I'm going to give her a plug, right? Um, D-A-N-I Johnson. She's probably one of the most powerful winning teachers I've ever heard. She has a similar story and, it's her, and, and, and she is fascinating. Unfortunately, she's retiring, but you can still get her material and, her, and yeah, her coaching. Fantastic. Now, Sean, tell us about your book, The Winning Edge, Eight Principles That Will Bring Out the Winner in You. I love this book and I want everybody to know about it. Yeah. So, you know what? It's, 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 there are rules and then there are laws. So these principles are really laws. And these laws are existing in our world and our universe. And these laws are very blessing. And at the same time, these laws are unforgiving. They're unforgiving if you don't know the laws. Like if I'm driving down the street going 85 miles an hour and the speed limit is 50 miles an hour, but there's no sign that says 50 miles an hour and the police in a small town pulls you over, you're like, well, I didn't know what the speed limit was. It doesn't matter. It, the law is the law. I'm writing you a ticket. That's the same way with our world system. There are spiritual laws that you cannot violate. Laws like, example, the law of capacity. That's a spiritual law. And the law of capacity is, is that you will grow in relation to your environment. And if your environment doesn't grow, then you can't grow. Which is why, you know, like athletically uh, or in the entertainment industry, a singer will all of a sudden go solo because he's breached capacity. You know, I can't grow no more with you guys. I got to go to another level. Um, Walt Disney, I, I put that in the book, how he secretly purchased the 28,000 acres in Orlando because Disney land was too small. And so he needed more capacity. You have to build capacity. So yeah, that's, that's, one of the concepts and principles that's in the book. I love it, John. Now, in your estimation, what do you think the key is to winning in business and in life? Wow. The key to winning in business and in life to me is understanding people and building teams. You have to have the forefront and or the forethought and the knowledge and the wisdom to build a team building teams maintaining teams and partnerships is everything you look at some of the most or the most winningest people in the world and they all had teams entertainment jay-z he had a team he had people who who actually helped him um, and and that he had worked with um, in the NFL, a great quarterback, great quarterback has a great offensive line. That's the team. You know, uh, Bill Gates had Paul Allen. And it's just the list goes on and on, building teams because we're not meant to do it alone. I love that. Great answer. Now, I know Thanksgiving is coming up, Sean. I'm excited because, you know, this is when I go crazy eating all day long. Now, you were an offensive line. How much did you guys eat in a day? I'd, I'd love to know that. Wow, you know what? It's been some years back, but we ate a lot. I mean, <laughs> we I mean we would eat a lot. We just ate all day. I mean, but you know, we would work all day and we would train all day. The tough part now is learning how to cut that back because <laughs> you're not <laughs> exuding as much energy. So I'm trying the whole keto thing right now and um it's kind of working for me. 
That's great. I hear great things about it. I always make a yeah. joke that uh, I joined this tech company years ago, and I always tell people I have a before picture and an after picture. The before picture, I had a basketball body. The after picture, I had a football body. You know, they fed us so much. Yeah. But, uh, Sean, it's been phenomenal. Any last words of wisdom or anything you'd like to share with the audience before we wrap up? Yeah. Um, I hate to date this, but um, this whole thing with COVID, listen to me, listen to me very carefully. There's an, an, an enormous amount of pressure that we're facing. The people that will win are the people that will push against this adversity. Get up, put your clothes on, look sharp, you know, run, go out, even when you don't want to. Imagine if you're doing this with all this pressure and adversity and death and Imagine you're doing it now, how much more further you'll be when this is lifted. You're going to be so much further because you're in the weight room right now. But if you allow this to oppress you and to, and to break you, when you come out of this, you'll be shell-shocked. When you come out of this, you'll be weakened. So now this is the weight room. And I know there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of adversity. Listen, I almost died from this thing. Okay. And that's a whole new different story, a whole new different podcast. My mom is in the nursing home because of this after a heart attack and a stroke. And it's very painful and it's still painful, but I got to keep fighting, but I got to get pushing. I got to keep pushing. You don't win until you, you don't lose until you quit. So take the shot. You might miss the shot, but if you don't take the shot, you will lose. That's wonderful, Sean. Thank you so much. Now, Sean, very last question. It's just a personal question to get to know you just a little bit better. You're going to be in an island for the rest of your life. You can only bring one book, one movie, and one album. What would they be? Wow. The book is easy. I'm going to bring the Bible. Okay. Um, you said one album? Yes, sir. See, I'm not a uh, um, music person, so I would. I mean, I, I mean, I am a music person, but I listen to so much music. So I'll probably take the greatest hits from a slow jam group called the um, called Enchantment because I love slow love songs. I just love that. There you what go. Was the last one, uh, and then movie. Movie. Wow. You know what? I, to keep me focused. And to keep me motivated um, and to have a proper perspective, I would take The Matrix. There you go. Yeah. Beautiful. Sean, it's been wonderful. Thank you again. How can the audience get in touch with you, connect with you, buy the book, utilize your services? Yeah. So you can go to the website, seanharper.org, Sean with a W. You can go to Sean Harper Wins seanharperwins.com. You can get a free uh, chapter of the book. I urge, I urge you to do that. Okay. And you can go to my Instagram, Sean Harper uh, speaker. Sean, in fact, that's my selfish plea. Go to my Instagram because I don't know the algorithms keep taking my members and I'm very competitive. And so I wake <laughs> up, I'm like, I lost 20 members. How the heck did that happen? And so, <laughs> so go to uh, Sean Harper speaker, like, and I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed. I am like on a frenzy because so many people are actually hurting. I'm uploading content every day now. 
Wonderful, Sean. Thank you so much again. Have a beautiful holiday, a beautiful rest of the day. Let's stay connected and keep up the good work, my friend. Be blessed. Be blessed. You got it. Thank you for spending time with us today. We encourage you to join the many businesses that we have helped to achieve their objectives, align their departments, and increase their revenue. You can start by reaching out to us at results at onebrokencog.com. Together, we will make small adjustments that will lead to major impacts to your business, your culture, and your bottom line.